0: Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Rudo, Jesse, AJ back in the building to talk probably some Avalanche PK and why it's kind of terrible. But before we get into that, a little bit of hockey news or Avalanche news for the day. Uh, the Avs will have Ryan Murray, well, it's already happened they're in chicago he did fly with the team to chicago so potentially an option for the game in chicago but
2: springtime right (laughs) what yeah i don't get that one
1: (laughs) i i had said like a month ago i was like we'll see him sometime in the spring oh yeah
0: well Oh, oh, oh yeah everyone everyone was like yeah he's not healthy at all and then he skated like for two days and no contact, and was like, "Nope, I'm fine."
1: It's yeah. so weird because I could tell you when, when I, when I was told like springtime that the feeling was like, we totally hope he's back by the deadline. Uh, and then
0: New Year's. It's what happens when nobody knows what the injury actually is. I guess
2: I was gonna say I it, it drives me nuts. I know we've talked about it on the show a thousand times. Oh, but it's just it 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 just drives me crazy how this this organization doesn't give anything. They give nothing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Somebody wants to talk about Clutch today. I wonder why that is. Did you listen did you, to the show? Is it show? is it because you guys went on the post game pod and wildly misrepresented how I feel about Clutch? <laughs> yeah, I knew this was coming. <laughs> I knew this was coming. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, Fine. No, we'll talk about it. It's really just yeah, I'll take, I'll no. Wanna so actually I want to. I want to actually just clarify here. It's not so much that uh, I'm a believer or not a believer in the clutch gene. I'm a believer in that your best players are just that good, and that the thing that separates them is that other players shrink from the moment. It's not other players rising to the moment. I think other players shrink from it. I feel not,
0: like I represented that very well
2: then. Yeah, I, I thought, thought you were, were that's almost exactly what he said.
1: You were, you were in the neighborhood of it. Yeah. It's, it's not so much about player. It's not a bunch. It's not so much how I feel about players having a clutch gene where they're more clutch or less clutch. It's, it's mostly just that the vast majority of guys, like you look at, you look at like the overtime goals and like, you know, Alexander Ovechkin doesn't have a single overtime playoff goal is zero. Do we think of him as a clutch player? No, I don't genuinely know. <laughs> he has a Stanley Cup. He's the greatest goal scorer of all time, but it's just sort of like a weird fun fact that he just doesn't have a, a an overtime goal in the postseason. But he still has a Stanley Cup, right? And like the the team and the player that he struggled the most to get through was the Sidney Crosby Pittsburgh Penguins. Why is there shame in that? You know, like it, does it, Who thinks so, there's shame in that? It's it's just, it's 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 like the thing That kind of gets held against him But then on the other side, you have a guy like Joe Sackick Where it's like, yeah, the guy has ice in his veins He has ice in his veins The same way that he does In double overtime in Chicago As he does on November 9th In, in a Wednesday night game in Vancouver The guy just always has ice in his veins That's just who he is so I right. think it's, I think it's a thing that you're like born with. And so, so would you I say guess, it's
2: like some type of gene, I guess, I guess <laughs> if you really wanted to
1: call it like a clutch gene, I'd, sure. I just think that it's more like, I think it's more, I, I think it's more about the players who don't have those moments who don't rise to that level, to that occasion. Yeah. That's it's, it's not, it's not about the guys who do because the guys who do are almost always great players anyway. Well, yeah, it's like, but it's like but looking at the giveaway list and saying, oh, it's all the best players in the league. They must suck. Well, they have the puck all the time. So, of course, they leave in giveaways. Right. But it's it's like, oh, you want to you want to look at this list of all these uh, of overtime goals. And it's all guys who played a jillion games in the postseason because they were on great teams and they were great players. And then you have a guy like Ovi where you're just like, I wonder why that hasn't happened for him. And it's, I think it's a legitimate argument against him. So I mean, it's not so much for me, it's not so much about what is a clutch gene. And it's the guys who don't rise to that moment. Like you point out JT Confer. you, do we, re, do we remember that JT Confer is the same guy who had a 70% empty net 10 seconds into overtime of game five and shot it into Marc-Andre Fleury's chest? Was he clutch or unclutch in that moment? And that's kind of my annoyance with the clutch argument is that we only assign it to the moments where it works. And we always ignore the failures along the way.
2: But and that's, that's I, really it. In my opinion, in that argument, you kind of just proved what I think you're trying to disprove. Cause you said he's got ice in his veins in the same, in November, the same way he does in the playoffs. Yeah. I think that's, that's actually kind of the point is that there's these players that are in these moments, in these games, and it's not just like overtime goals, but again, Joe Saga, I think, is the ultimate clutch player. He's a Canadian hero because of how he showed up in gold medal games for Canada. Yeah, it, and, it, and, you know, there, there's a the famous quote of him going out to warm-ups for the gold medal game, saying, wow, today's a great day to feel perfect. Like, they just, in those games, in those moments, the big stage, the bright lights don't bother them in the way that that certain players seem to get swallowed up by the moment. They're not necessarily always individual moments, overtimes, things like that. But big games, when you say, this is a game where this guy needs to show up, and when they constantly do, that's where I think you get that, like, wow, what a clutch player. Because every time you need something in a big moment, and maybe not every time, but... Yeah, I was
1: gonna say it can't be every time because it's there not, were series it's not every time. like there were series that they lost along the way that they could have right, used right, it, right. right? You know, like
2: right. So it's not every it's, time, but it's, it's
1: just it's the clutch. Clutch is built around success, and there's no, there's no. I disagree. There's no. It it is though because you're talking about all the moments that Sakic did have. How about all the moments where he didn't show right. up? Where where was he in the? in the 2000 playoff run where he had like seven points in 20 playoff games where they lose to Dallas
2: or or, or 99
1: or 2000, 2000. but
0: it's a tough comparison, right? Because yes, there are plenty of moments where if you count in all the failures or whatever, if you want to call them that in in clutch situations where those players are not going to have succeeded, but the number of players that have ever succeeded in those extreme situations are so few that it still makes them stand out.
1: Well and then sometimes you get Max Talbot has a two goal game in a game yeah. 7 where you're just like hockey baby. So I think for me for me I think my view of clutch is built around the guys who don't do it. And the guys who do do it? But, great.
2: But that but that's, that's but great. that but that is exactly what like you're still pointing out a separation in there there are guys that do it more consistently. They don't do it every time. But holy shit, it seems like every time there's a big moment, it seems to be, to Ruto's point, a handful of guys or, or you know girls, because you know, Jocelyn um, you know that, that just they're in the biggest moment of their life. The pressure has never been higher, and they're just unfazed. You know TJ Oshie in the Olympics a few years ago, uh, someone was just sharing that around this morning. And just the look on his face, it's like you can tell he's not bothered to be there. And Blaze brought it up last night. Everyone's been on a bench in those big moments or, you know, in a dugout or something like that, you
1: know, when, you know, who's nervous, Yeah,
2: right, right, right. And it's, and it's the, the people who aren't is what I kind of consider. They've got that like clutch ability to them. Maybe they don't score the goal every time, or maybe they don't, whatever, but they're, they're interested in, in being out there. They want the puck on their stick. Um, yeah, Justin, Justin Williams is a great example of yeah, – I mean, Nathan
1: McKinnon, I think, is a great example of how complicated oh, yeah. the conversation is because For you sure. look at his career, he was amazing in the Memorial Cup, right? He gets into the NHL. He has some huge moments in his first-ever playoff series. He has seven games in like – or seven points in his first two playoff games. Yep. It's insane, right? He finished his first-ever playoff series with 10 points in – in seven games as an 18 year old and an and overtime like, winner in there. yeah, And you're like, Oh my God, this is amazing. You just fast forward to today. He's an elite playoff performer. He's been at, at, at the highest of levels, zero points in game sevens. The abs have lost every game seven he's been in. And yeah. so you're like, it's complicated, right? It's hard to call him clutch, but you, because where's he been in game seven or any of them, but it's also, it's also, you look at his body of work and you're like, they don't ever make any of those Game 7s if he isn't right, an absolute right. fucking monster right, along right, the way. Right.
0: So we're drifting into this conversation, which I think we should have, and then we can tie it back into what we're actually going to talk about today. What qualifies as Clutch?
1: This is the other thing. It, I, You guys tell me. I'm... I don't I I, know, I don't think that there's a there's a definition of it. It's I believe, just sort of a you know it when you see it. it there.
0: so there was like a study I believe in basketball that said something like, "Oh, see you. Uh, <laughs> clutch time is like the last 5 minutes of a game when it's within a certain score. I don't know exactly what the score is in basketball. Right. You just left. What? Made your point and dipped.
2: Yeah, my, yeah, yeah.
1: My bad. I I wish it was that. I wish it was that, <laughs> that ass of a mic drop. <laughs> uh, just haven't used a computer in in two weeks, and wants to auto update things.
2: <laughs> oh shit!
1: Uh, so, but yeah, the clutch is
2: definitely vague. I think that is well, and I think safe even, to say. Like, I think there's, and this is another thing that I know that drives AJ, AJ nuts. But I, you know, like there's clutch moments throughout a game. Uh, I, I mean, like you can you can define clutch as so many different things in terms of like. You know when when you're talking about a certain player, but again, I timely I think
1: saves.
2: Right, seriously. I, again, I I I know he don't like that, but like it is a thing whether you like it or not. Um It's also true that all saves are important. What the I so disagree. They're, they're both
1: important. Let's. So let's, if you don't make the first stop, if the if you don't make the first save, or the seventh save, or the ninth save, and you're down three nothing, which one of those was timely? They all were. Let. Would you
0: consider Logan O'Connor's goal the other night clutch? Let's start last night. Yeah, tie game less than two minutes left in the game when the puck goes in.
2: I mean, again, again, so so I I think you kind of like that's a big goal in a big moment. So I guess you could say, like, wow, that was a that was a that was a clutch goal, but like, you know, someone simply scoring a big goal doesn't make them a clutch player that just says hey, they're comfortable being out there on the ice. And then it's once you start doing it over and over, and it seems like every big moment you're involved, you're part of it, you, you want the puck on your stick. That is what makes a, a clutch player. Simply being on the ice and, and being out there for a goal doesn't make you like a big time, big moment player. But I, th- I thought Blaze put it the best. And you know we, we just mentioned it. The, the people who want, the puck on their stick, the ball on their hands. Uh, th- they are the ones who are, you know, what you would consider big time, big moment players. And a lot of the times to AJ's point, it's your best players. Cause why, why the hell wouldn't they be confident with the puck on their stick? Um, but again, like, well, and it's,
1: it, it, if they're not, uh, you have a problem because you've got to get it from somewhere.
2: Well, and, and I, think, I think you see that a lot. And honestly, I think that that is what separates really good amateur players from professionals. You know, I, I played with plenty of dudes growing up who were very, very good, very, very skilled, but they were afraid to be the one to mess up late in the game. And that's another thing that I think plays into this a lot. Who, who's willing to go out there and say, I'm not afraid of messing up. I'm going to go out there to win the game and play with that confidence and take advantage of mistakes that, that other nervous players make. I think you're hundred percent right. AJ, I think there's a larger group of people that don't have it. And that's what makes, that's that. what, that's what makes the group of people that do have that again, whatever you want to call it, that gene, that, that programming, that, that what you know, are wired that way. That's what makes them so special is because they're, they're not afraid of a big moments, big plays, um, you know the puck lands on their stick in the slot, and instead of double clutching it and having it bounce off their stick, they just fire it, and it goes into the net. And you know they're not they're not overwhelmed by those moments. Not all overtime goals are scored by clutch players, but it seems like all the overtime biggest... goals are clutch goals. In the moment, yeah. In the moment, it's it's clutch has <laughs> now a wide class
0: on logic. <laughs>
2: yeah well, no, it's 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 got a wide range. It's got a wide range. So
0: it's it, what's the difference in a particular skill set compared to clutch? Like what quantifies all clutch goals compared to like Logan O'Connor being a PK wizard and scoring a bunch of goals on the penalty kill? Does that make him penalty kill clutch? Is clutch just like a modifier?
2: No no. no so but... what's the difference? you're you so now you're you're just saying I think that's a fair question no it's not because you're saying is every goal clutch every moment isn't built the same like i said last night you can even take this show right you can sit down and have great hockey conversations with people with friends with with people that you know but then you say hey you should come on the show oh no 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 i don't like all uh, you know public speaking i don't like people looking at me i don't like being up there i'll talk to you but I, you know not all moments are built the same. Not all goals are equal. It's nice to score goals. It's fun to score goals, and in the same way that not all saves are made equal. A save that you make when your team is up five to nothing is not the same as when your team's holding on to a three to two lead with ten seconds left. And and that all the saves that didn't different. get
1: made before that led to that moment is the thing. All the every situation that every situation that you're in is a result of plays that either did or did not get made earlier. Well, yeah. so if you're you in, a, if you're also, in a, by
2: that logic, it, you can say yeah. by me not going to the store this morning saved my life from a car accident.
1: It's like maybe it did. You don't know that. I'm saying if you're in a zero zero game with three minutes to go in the third period, every save up to that point has been timely. Because it's kept the other team right. from scoring any goals. While Therefore, true, all,
0: all saves are timely. While that's true, you can only play to the moment at while it's right. happening, right? right. Like, right. It's sure, you
1: can't play to a previous moment, but that's why I say they're all important. But, but, all the saves but, are important. All the goals are important. The, the, they all build towards those moments. They all build towards the story that gets told. You have, but, to, have, but, but, you but have again, to have goals one and two in order to have the 3-2 game at the end, you know? like all of those moments and my point here is and I don't this isn't a clutch conversation this is a perception conversation they're all important it all matters it's all yeah, big and what what frustrates no. me is the what frustrates me is the the artificial inflation the 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 assigning of importance to moments because that's the moment that you're in and
2: that's where that's where but, look, this is a me thing. But again, and it just but bothers again, me. But 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 I was gonna say, but but to sit there and say that if it's three nothing in the third period and they score a goal, that goal means nothing if they don't get the next one. Yeah, I mean And so so they score one. So are we are, are
1: we are we living in the moment or are we living in the future? It means nothing if they get the next one. But in that moment, that's either the beginning of a comeback or it's not. So it's important.
2: Right, but, you have but to get play is to get what two. dictates that. Right, that's, that, that's exactly the point. The first one is a building block. The second one gets you close, but the third one is is the one that counts because the first two mean nothing if you don't get the third one. And, and it's the same thing with saves. <laughs> if, if, like, like, again, if you give up, if you're up five to nothing and you give up one, yeah, that missed save doesn't really matter. But suddenly, if you give up fucking three more... And then with five seconds left, you make a sprawling cross crease save. It's like, holy shit, that was a timely save that he didn't make all period. To to act like every goal, every save within a game means the same thing is just. I didn't there. say they mean
0: the same thing. I said they were important. There's a million other ways we could go with this conversation. <laughs> so we could talk about all the same. We could talk about regular season versus playoffs and where that comes into the clutch conversation too, but. We are brought to you by ball corporation. They're hiring for a a new technical production uh, position for $27. And I think it's 36 cents. I don't know the exact cents, of more than $27 an hour. So you can go over. Yeah. (laughs) You can. Baby. jobs.ball.com and search for golden to get an application get yourself a job down there today you can also text golden to 77222 they have plenty of opportunity for advancement with raises every six months and opportunities to move into higher positions as well so check them out today they have a bunch to offer and they're a great company to work for they will give you benefits paid time off all the works that you know every employee should have in my opinion but they actually do it so Yeah, check out the Ball Corporation when you have a little bit of extra spending money. Maybe come on down to the DNVR bar, get yourself a Breck brew, the eight different kinds we have on tap. Or, of course, you can always find it in a local liquor store near you anywhere in the States. So go pick some up. I think there's still some Christmas ale out there. I particularly like it, Uh, but you can get. Well, they literally have dozens of flavors of beer so they will have a beer flavor for you go check that out and then maybe sign up for a dnvr annual membership too right now you can uh, obviously get all of our content which by the way gonna have a video coming out sometime this week on kale mccarr it's pretty pretty in depth some pretty interesting stuff in there so keep your eyes peeled for that uh also, you can get a shirt with an annual membership, whether you want the three-headed monster or a, a number of
1: other things that, or one of the several that are in the yep. pipeline right now. Because I think we have three that we've worked on this year.
0: I know two for sure. Well, I already, I already, teased... the first guy
1: got sent back to the AHL. So, yeah, true. That one's
0: yeah, that one you're, one right, on pause. you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, I teased, I teased some LOC merch the other night. So keep your eyes peeled for that if you're team hostile.
1: good
0: um anyway yeah support us check out our dope stuff it's it's pretty fun i was just chatting in the lounge earlier today so another another perk of being a dnvr member uh second period of the dnvr avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings sportsbook and yes the shirts will ship anywhere in the world um canada i think it's pretty normal. I'm not, if you're in Europe, I'm not sure what the shipping cost is. It might be.
2: We should do a clutch time shirt. A clutch time shirt. <laughs> we need a clutch moment first. True. Uh, Did you guys see good. Scott, Scott Wedgwood finally got coyotes gear. That was like the longest pro I've never. Dudes in the NHL. It took him like, Twelve weeks to change out of his devil's gear. I don't know what happened. Dude, it's look, been driving uh, like they
1: me. They can't even pay their rent. All right, you think they're gonna get <laughs> <a goalie? laughs> look, supply chain issues are affecting all kinds of industries around the world? It's Sick. actually nuts, man.
2: Well, no, I know, but like we've, I mean, we've seen goalies change teams this season. I every time I tune into an Arizona game, I was like, he's still wearing that devil's mask. It just It was a small little thing that was driving me nuts, and I'm just so happy to see he's finally got it figured out. Maybe he thought he was going to get claimed back and that (laughs) he was not long for Arizona. He was like, I'm not committing to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not even going to do this, but yeah. uh...
0: Our actual topic of the day was meant to be the abs penalty kill. We have still got lots of time to whine about it. Uh, it's, it's, well, so here's the thing, right? This penalty kill and its struggles have been kind of on the periphery of the abs conversation for a while now. And everyone's kind of just lived with it. Cause it's like, well, yeah, it's bad, but the abs are winning. So it's fine. And that's still kind of the case, but digging into some of the numbers today. um, It's really bad. Like, really really bad (laughs) the number you said we'll just use logan o'connor as an example because it's the one i remember aj talking about with logan o'connor on the ice it's actually a pretty solid penalty kill right plus five
1: yeah Without, which is still which is still on the wrong side of things, but not terrible. But plus five is within the margin there. You're fine with that.
2: So I think I think you guys need to give some context, to this because I don't think a lot of people know what plus five means in terms of penalty kill. Um,
1: it's it's five percent worse than a league average penalty kill with Logan O'Connor on the ice. Nice. And without Logan O'Connor, it was plus twenty seven. I think.
0: Yep. So
2: that's
1: the PK being twenty seven percent worse than a league average PK, not an elite PK, a league average PK uh, without Logan O'Connor on the ice. So that's
0: uh, not even borderline. That is disastrously bad. Like,
1: Well, if you're looking for the one big pockmark for the abs this year, right now, that's it. Like, your goaltending, uh, and, and these two things are wrapped up in each other. Of course. But your goaltending uh, has, has been shaky as a body of work. But the PK has been bad almost the whole season. Uh, Thank Uh, you for the $5, by the way, Blake. Thank you for doing this, homies. The PK is so frustrating to watch. It's funny because he DM'd me this this morning and was like, talk to me about the PK. And then when we got on here to do this, you guys were like, let's talk about the PK. And it was like... I I guess it's fate. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Now, uh, we can dig into some of the numbers on this, but I also do want to at least touch on this we've talked about it a little bit before, but the abs play a very unorthodox penalty kill system where most teams you'll see them set up in their box and everyone kind of sits around and it's, it's fine. They don't really play particularly out of their stations too much. The abs, particularly with the forwards on the penalty kill run a very heavily rotating style where they have one guy who sends out high on his side and they kind of do a circular rotation up high that, I think will we lead us to the, the guy I really want to talk about today, which is Darren Helm. Oh. Um, it, it very quickly stands out, people who understand the system and people who don't, that the abs are trying to run. And it certainly feels like Darren Helm in particular is a four that's struggling to adjust into this
1: penalty kill style. Yeah, and I would say, I mean, Darren Helm was a pretty natural fit for the abs when they signed him. Yep. And uh, to see it I think it's been one of the bigger surprises of this of the season just that he hasn't contributed much of anything. Yeah. He hasn't stood out positively in in any kind of way. He hasn't been atrocious and oh my god so bad you have to get him off the ice. There have been other guys that are have been that up. have been that level of bad. Yeah, where you've been like, holy crap, you gotta start
0: there first.
1: Yeah. Um, but Helm, I mean, I, I think Helm is and, and you see it in the ice time yesterday. Now they also entered the third period down two one and spent a lot of the a lot of the, the third period tied. So you're not gonna play a fourth line that doesn't produce any offense for you. You're not gonna play them very much. Um, but you could also see in the ice time, Darren Helm had like right around seven minutes of even strength ice time.
2: Yeah. Well, uh,
1: that's a better Was it, was that it even
2: that much at even strength?
1: I think it was right around that, right, right yeah. in that, right in that neighborhood. He's fallen into
0: the, the cracks kind of right where it's, it's no longer clear what his role on this team actually is. And, and I understand his role is supposed to be like penalty killing fourth line grinder type, but he's not really doing any of that role effectively. Yeah. And it's again, he's not the worst at it, but that's supposed to be the one thing that he really
1: does. Yeah. Not being, not being the worst at something is not the compliment that it sounds like in this context. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. You Fair know, enough. like, Hey, you're still bad at this. There are two guys who are worse than you, but you're still bad at this. Like, yeah. uh, okay. I guess. Thanks. Unfortunately, that's like his prime selling point as a, as an NHL player at this point.
2: Well, that, that kind of goes back to the, and I'm not not going to go down this road, but it kind of like what we talked about last night with EJ, right, Rudo, where it's like you've got a role. Well, and EJ played
1: ten minutes at even strength yesterday.
2: Well, well, no, but but, but I mean, I'm just mostly saying it, I, you watched the show yesterday, It sounds yeah. Like, uh, you know, where we I talked about EJ, you know, needing to kind of settle into a different role. Seems like kind of the same thing with Darren Helm, where it's like. You're playing in a role that we've seen Pierre Edward Belmart jump into and 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 fill perfectly. Blake Como do the same thing. Carl Soderberg do the same thing, where they've said, "Hey, this is my role," and they've done it really well. And now the player that you've got plugged into that spot isn't giving you that. He's not giving you that like kind of high end. You're the fourth line. PK grinder guy and he's just not doing the way that we've seen recently. Yes. Omar but, wasn't
1: any good at it either last well, year.
2: And the thing with Helm
0: is it's not like this is a brand new role for him. This is something yeah. that he more or less had been doing already at the end of his time in Detroit.
1: Yeah. They had already transitioned him into But
0: that. the way that Brett is getting made in Colorado is significantly different than the way he was doing it in Detroit and the transition hasn't really worked I think is, is where the problem crops up. So, uh, yeah, I don't, again, it's, it's, it's just a weird fit. I don't know how to, how to really place him in the abs lineup with the way that he's played. Um, that being said, if we're looking at more specific problems on the forward side by the metrics far and away, Tyson Jost has been the Avs worst forward on the penalty kill. It just,
1: was- just for reference here, um, Belmar last year uh, on the PK with the Abs with Belmar on the ice at uh, on the PK a plus nine percent. So even that bad, yeah. Belmar, I mean Belmar was no great shakes either. Um, He was worse than league average. Yeah. And the fact that the fact that they haven't been able to upgrade to even league average, right, is definitely disappointing. Um, and like it's it's also like Calvert Nieto. Right, like they've had a couple of guys who really did that. Calvert role. was the
2: other one I couldn't think of. Yeah, really, Calvert.
1: really well. And like Calvert, like Calvert, you know, got hurt and just it was it was just done for him at that point. And that was a bummer. But uh these other guys, like these are these are personnel decisions. They went out and targeted a guy like Helm for this role, and it's not worked. Right. Yep. Right. That's unfortunate.
0: Mm. Do you have hockey up? Can you tell me what yeah. Tave's numbers are relative
1: um league? Yeah. Give
0: me one second. I, I'm I'm assuming he might be the one that's actually league average or better on the avalanche, but we'll have to we'll have to actually take a look at the numbers on that one.
1: Yeah, he's at minus eight percent. Yeah. So And without him, the app's PK is at plus thirty-two percent.
0: An actual tire fire when Taves is what, not up
1: there. To what uh Jesse is talking about though, Eric Johnson on the PK this year is at plus 28% in 80 minutes. That's very bad.
0: Yeah. The the most TOI of anyone on the abs on the penalty kill.
1: Uh, And then you also look at like Jack Johnson, like that's literally the selling point for him. Yep. Is that Jack Johnson should be, and it's plus 19.
0: At least you're under 20. That's, That's on the better half of abs we've listed so far. But
1: now Jack Johnson's even strength play has actually been where you finding you're finding positives, but his PK consistent. has been, yeah, not good. And when you're looking at all of the guys on the PK and you're saying not good, you also yeah. have to recognize that coaching, to the goalie too. coaching systems have a greater impact on special teams than any other area of the game. Yep. So when you look at this and so when you look at the fact that they're running a goofy ass forward rotation, that is not producing any kind of results. you have to you have to start to wonder when did they scrap this and Just go back, back to, to go, go back to something box, that they were yeah. doing uh, last year because with Jost right now it's plus forty four percent plus forty four percent. and I think Billy wanted to know last year with Jost on the ice that it was negative three. so you're forty seven percent worse.
0: Well, that's not a good last look. year it's not a good look <laughs> um yeah i it's it's gross there's there's no doubt about top to bottom the penalty kill is you know obviously jose is the extreme answer but it's it's markedly worse in almost every way since it was last season
2: well and and that, i mean that that does lend Somewhat to the thinking of, you know, because you have a couple of these players. Tyson joseph has been a good penalty killer in the last couple of years. You know, Logan O'Connor has literally made his career out of penalty killing to this point. There's part of this that you sit back and you go, what you were just saying, AJ, like, this seems like a systematic issue. You may have individual, you know, kind of lumps and stuff. You know, Darren Helms not performing great. Jack Johnson's not performing great. You know, we saw Eric Johnson just get beat to the front of the net last night. Yeah, that um, wasn't even a systems
1: thing. Dude just right, him. right, just lost a foot
2: race, right, right. And, and so, like, yes, you have individual warts, but when your penalty kill as a whole is this is struggling this much because I, I don't want to necessarily say like it's that bad because as of right now, it hasn't caught up to him, thankfully. Um, like you got to step back and say we have to change something about what we're doing, right? Well, and yeah,
1: the the you can't continue to allow the royal road to be open. Yeah, like it's not even a fucking toll road at this point. It's just straight <laughs> open.
0: There's Roll out no the red right carpet there. to the crease.
1: Yeah, there's no tax there for the road for the royal road. They're just it's just wide open. <laughs> so a system, from a systems perspective, that's a problem. Uh that, that you're just leaving that area of the ice open. Now, in theory, I understand what they're trying to do. I get it. They're trying to keep everything kind of to the outside. And they're saying, if you're going to beat us, it has to be cross ice where we have three players who should have sticks in the lane and, and body parts that they can move to be to, to make competitive defensive plays. They're not happening. I don't know. Where, where I don't know is is this an, a lack of understanding of the system is that uh, are they just it, does it not cater to things that they do well? Are they not underst- where's, where's the breakdown of, of between on paper this makes sense to in practice, this is broken because you't can't, you can't look at it and say, well, they're getting better, they're making progress. They've given up eight power play goals in 25 tries in their last nine home games not that's not good you're giving up a, that's that's a goal a game yep that you're giving up on the pk you're just handing one to them so you're you're in you're you're in bad here so if you want to make some money on
0: Av's games mm-hmm. maybe hedge your emotional bets a little bit bet on the other team to get power play
1: points because right now it's pretty automatic the thing that might be really helping them is that they are at the bottom of the league. They're they're in the bottom four teams in the league of uh, PK opportunities. They're just not shorthanded as much as other they, teams.
0: They have been quite disciplined. They only took two penalties last night. Still got scored on in one of them. That's the it's a, it's a bit of a hard look. But head on over to DraftKings. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account. You'll get a bunch of amazing odds boosts, including right now, if you go over there, it has to be a new account, but sign up with a new DNVR code. Bet five dollars on any football team to win their game. And if they do, you get two hundred dollars in free bets. So get it while you still can while football's still going on with two hundred bucks in free bets. You can have a lot of fun with that. Go bet on Nathan McKinnon to have a three point night and, and win yourself a good amount of money right there. You can also go for their same game parlays. I have a lot of fun with them mostly just betting the Broncos to lose and to under to hit and you just rake in cash off
1: of that deal. Basically yeah. nuggets. Unders are also yeah. That's easy money. Yeah. I've, I've started getting back on the winning side of things. Um Before I went to Texas, I was back. I was getting back into the, into the dubs by betting on nuggets, unders and Trey young to do dope shit. There you go. So, a couple
0: of avenues for, for a little bit of cash, or you could just go the blaze route and make like 18 bets on every avalanche game and hit, More than half of them. That's it's been working for him so far. So, either way, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that DNVR promo code for the $5 bet to win $200 in free bets on any NFL team. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. And still time to get in on the Nuggets Party Bus. If you want to get in on that, you have to get in by Friday there. There have at least two buses going to the game. Now it's a whole, it's the whole day's a party. You go down to the bar, you hang out, you have some drinks, then you go to the game, you watch the game, enjoy it. Then they'll bring you back to the bar. So it's also, you don't have to park down around the Pepsi center. So that's always a nice little plus too, is they'll get you to and from the arena. So check out the nuggets party bus. Go have a fun time there. You guys smash that. We'll probably end up doing one for the abs at some point too. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. So, yes, I do think systems is a very valid concern here, but the other side of this is the goaltending, right? You take a look at some of the players at the at the bottom end here. Tyson Jost, the on ice save percentage on the penalty kill is eighty two point four percent. Eric Johnson, eighty two point five percent. And and granted those are also the two players giving up the most high-danger opportunities to the other team. So those those pucks are going to get saved less. Right. But the, uh, the famous saying is your goaltender has to be your best penalty killer, right? So and how much of this can be improved simply by getting more saves? I'll put it that way. Realistically. Because obviously he could just save everything. But realistically... How much improvement can be made on the penalty kill simply by getting a few big saves?
1: I think uh, I think quite a bit of it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you get. You get. I mean, you're talking about you're going to give up opportunities, right? It's a. It's, that's the whole. That's why B- penalty kills exist. <laughs> you're on B- yeah, You're giving up some chances here. The the things that I would. Uh, uh, I mean, saves are absolutely like that's the last line of defense though um you need to be way more effective at zone entry denials Mm -hmm. entire abs power plays get wasted because they just can never get set up yeah why is it that they are rarely doing that to teams and when they do get it they just flip it down the ice and the team just sets up uh, the 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 comparatively established established
2: zone entry yes
1: The teams, the teams anecdotally look like they're setting up their attempt on a, on a fresh zone entry faster than what the Avs do. It feels like if the Avs get shut down on four zone entries, they're done. And it feels like if the Avs shut down four zone entries, we a minute in.
0: Yeah, there's still half a power play left. So
1: it, it just feels, and I don't have the, there's no data on that for me to pull to, to actually back that up. Anecdotally, it feels bad. Uh, and it just, it doesn't feel like it's at all equitable in in terms of uh, how they manage the blue line. The blue line is the entire key to shutting down the Avs power play. Because once they get in the zone and they get up and they get set up, they can just, they can just do so many things to you. And they do look at yesterday. They just beat you in so many ways, no matter what you do. But if you could stop them from getting set up, then. You kind of cut off the snake's head before he's fully grown, right? Uh, before he splits into a Hydra at that point. Um, the abs, I would say, saves are a big deal. You know, they need them. They need to start getting them. But you also just can't leave these guys hanging out to dry. It's it's all aspects. All three levels of them need to be better. Your PKers, uh, your defenders need to be a little bit better at taking away their assignments. Your forwards need to be a little bit better at attacking and pressuring pucks. Part of the reason why LLC and Nuke are effective on the PK is because they're really smart players who understand what's happening. They understand how they're being attacked, and they go they they go and and effectively shut that down. Now, the other guys just have to. I. It's. It's not a sexy answer, but you've got to play better. Reinforcements no, that, in yeah, mass, that's 100% true though. Reinforcements in mass are not coming. Yep. You're not going to go out and get four guys, three guys at the deadline, who are all going to fix your PK. You might get one. You might get a forward. You might get a defenseman. One at most. Again. That would be it
0: given the wacky penalty kill system the Avs have getting a guy mid season is going to be a mess trying to drop him into all of the reads and, and positional changes he would have to make.
1: Yeah. You're just hoping and praying as you, you as you do at every deadline that the guy just fits right in that he doesn't have half a season to, to go and do it. Um, but the 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 reality is all the levels have to play better. Your goalies have to have to make better saves. EJ EJ and Jack Johnson have got to be so much better. They have been so bad especially on the PK. They have been so bad. At even strength there's a lot more up and down and they have a lot more of a leg to stand on, but on the PK they've been brutal. Yep. And then you have Darcy Kemper you're just still kind of waiting on him. And, like, I didn't see yesterday's game.
2: He was good. He was real good. It sounded,
1: it sounded great on the radio when we could get it in the middle of Kansas. Outside that uh, first goal. Yeah, well, in the first goal, you're wondering how Sam Carrick is completely by himself for a third rebound. Right. Yeah. Like, the first shot, the first shot, he, I would love to have seen him just Stop that and eat that. somehow yep. it gets away from him. Second
0: one, too, to be honest. But. The
1: second one, I mean, the second one, Tyson Joseph makes a good play to, to take away Shattenkirk's stick. Shattenkirk just makes a better play to get a follow-up shot on goal. And then Sam Carrick is by himself, and you're and you're looking at Johnson and Johnson is like the hell are y'all doing? All right. So you know, and you're but but you are you are still waiting on Darcy Kemper to really turn that corner. And it's to the point where, like, we're, we're sitting here, like, doing the, you feel better about this, you feel better about that. There's been a light here, you know. He's Eventually. had a stronger performance there. He, he had some strong performances right before they shut down. And he comes out, and he has what appears to be a solid game yesterday. But he still but,
0: hasn't had that great game yet. Yep.
1: Well, and you really, like, at this point, you'll just take Kemper stringing together, solid games. True.
0: Right,
1: uh, you know the idea that you were going to get really high end elite goaltending from him, it hasn't run its course. You still have fifty games to play. There's still well, fifty games for him cause... to go. Like there's still a lot of time left in the season. It's not just because it's January now; doesn't mean we're done here. There's a lot of hockey left.
2: Well, and there's and there, uh, there's a lot of context too around the Kemper thing. I like. I, I just I it does just, it's just interesting to me when you see people talk about that goaltending is the abs big downfall this year. It's like one, the, the goaltending has been fine. Has it been maybe what you wanted it to be where he's, you know, holding teams under two goals a game every night? Like he (laughs) tried to do every fucking night in Arizona. No, it hasn't been that, but like, it's been fine. It's been what you've needed. Um, a lot of that has been aided by the fact the abs have been scoring in bunches. But again, that's all that matters at the end of the day is that your team scores more than the other team and your goaltending has done enough to, to get you the win. You know that he's got the ability to play at that high, higher level. We've seen it with multiple teams, with Team Canada, in the playoffs, and the regular, like we, we've seen it. We know it's there. So you just have to keep getting what you've gotten out of him and then trust that once you get to the end of the season, into the playoffs and stuff, that he's got that ability. You know, Kevin just put in the in the chat, Keber's 4-0 with, with a 931 save percentage in the last four games.
1: He's had a stretch like that before this year, too.
2: Right, and, and that's what I'm saying. It's like you know that he, he can give you quality goaltending, and you know he's got another level. You don't need him at that next level every night, um, but as you – start getting into more meaningful games. As you start getting into um, playoffs and stuff like that, you hope that he's able to turn that level up the same way that everyone has to turn their level up. Um, You know, regular season, Nathan McKinnon and playoff Nathan McKinnon are not the same person.
0: And how many teams have we seen fail in the playoffs because their goalie got hot during the regular season and then couldn't keep it up in the playoffs. Right. So
2: Yeah. (laughs) Okay, then. It's honestly not a bad example. It's not a bad answer. Yep. Uh, So, I mean, you know, if if he's doing what he's doing right now, I I think I I don't see any reason to be upset with the goaltending. Now, when it gets back to what we're talking about here in PK, would you like to see him also be a little bit of a better penalty killer? Sure. Sure. Um, You know, we talk about it a lot. It's an old hockey cliche, your best penalty killer sometimes needs to be your goalie. I don't know if we've had many of those nights yet where the best penalty killer for the abs has been the goaltender and you know bailed them out of some situations. Um, but on the flip side, they aren't giving him a ton of help either. Yeah, it's, uh, there's not a whole lot said, of
1: bright spots yeah. It's, yeah. It's, why, it's why I said all three levels need to play better because it's not like you could point at one thing and be like, Darcy's got to play better the forwards have to play better they all, they've all got to raise their game they've all been just not good enough yeah I,
0: I, how many plays is kemper sitting there begging one of his defensemen to lift a stick <laughs> I was like, yeah
2: i can think of two from last night right <laughs> like
0: <laughs> it's immediately apparent problems at every single level so right definitely a fair point can't really pin it on any any one individual thing right mm-hmm. you would take better from any spot from goaltender all the way up to systemic play yeah and it could improve right. his power play or penalty kill rather my bad
1: uh power plays actually been pretty good yeah power it's... play's
0: been been rolling i actually i loved the zone entries the other night to be honest i thought they they were adding wrinkles they had all sorts of different stuff i thought it was just at, at very least fun if nothing else
1: yeah, I still haven't I haven't sat down and watched the Anaheim game yet. Um, I will here probably in a week or two. Um, you know you guys might know dealing with some roommate drama. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of pulled my focus since I got back and was why I got back as early yeah, as I did. You
0: shouldn't even be back yet, basically. We
1: should have we should have gotten in like early this morning or late last night, and instead. I got home yesterday at like four o'clock. <laughs> so whatever Jesse called me because Jesse called me literally as I parked. <laughs> I had just turned I had just I had just turned my car off when Jesse called me, and I was like, "Wow, coincidence!" I'm back. The universe knows I'm back home, and immediately is like, "Get to bar."
2: <laughs> Well, so I fell back as soon as he told me that I was like, I'm so sorry. I wasn't meaning to rush you. I assumed you'd still be on the road. I was just wanting to make sure. And he was like, no, no, no. I'll head inside. I was like, well, now I feel bad because yeah, exa- exactly what you just said. We're just like the ultimate, like, Oh, you're home. Perfect. Do things.
1: I, I did too. Real, I They were really both bad. done. <laughs> I got them. I got them done in 20 minutes
2: and then had a meeting with
1: the
0: roommates. Uh, yeah. All right. If you ever want, mad comments on your hats just get a yard goats hat dude it's crazy (laughs) yeah aj never fails that aj gets props for the yard goats hat you guys love the yard goats hat
1: (laughs) i do too it's very comfortable
0: um all right any any final thoughts on abs pk
1: or anything else you guys wanted to touch on holy fuck the pk is bad it needs to get a whole lot better (laughs) and right now you're looking at it as the easily easily the number one true weakness going into a potential playoff run After with allowing a little bit of faith in Darcy Kemper here. Sure. See me again in 30 games when we're we're right up on the deadline time, but for right now, I'm still I've still got faith that Darcy Kemper is going to turn in an above average performance ultimately. All right. I think we'll leave it there.
0: So thank you, everybody, for watching, listening, however you consume the podcast. We appreciate all of y'all. We'll be back pregame, postgame tomorrow for Chicago. So we hope to see you all there. Uh, Until then, we will talk to you all in the next one.
1: Ah, hmm.